sometimes the things the Lord tells you just don't make sense. They just don't. But if you move in faith, God meets you there. everybody, we're Kenneth and Gloria Copeland. Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory broadcast. Happy Thanksgiving yes, Day. Amen. Praise Hallelujah. God. Thanksgiving Day. Thanksgiving you know, Day. Uh, I heard Keith Moore say this. Uh, the, the Lord, he was in an extended time of prayer on, on some things. And the Lord said to him, among other things, develop a grateful yes, amen. attitude. Develop being grateful to God. That strengthens your faith. Oh my goodness. Thanksgiving really and, is. And griping and complaining does just the opposite. Oh, Gloria, did you have to say that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, yes, I had goodness. to say that. Uh, yeah, amen. <laughs> Now, we're going to show you something later on in the broadcast. I, I really want you to watch this. It doesn't make any difference what the circumstances look like. And it, there's no such thing as being too far gone. That's right. As long That's as right. you're still breathing on this earth. When you do things God's way, do things the love yes, way, amen. you get his results. And love makes, makes a way for the blessing to to come into your life. Amen. Praise God. This is something to be thankful about. Whether you feel thankful or not, develop a grateful, thanksgiving lifestyle. Yes, amen. Open your Bibles with me tonight. Let's go to 1 John chapter 4. The book of 1 John. As I, as I said earlier in the week, set aside several weeks. And, and uh, I, I read the book of 1 John every day for several months. And I'm, I'm going to do it again here in, in just a few days. It is one of the most eye-opening books and there are, there are things in it that really don't come to the surface until you renew your mind to the fact that God is love. And love heals. Love prospers. Love has never, love has only made one person poor. Only one. Only one. His name is Jesus. He became poor with our poverty because he took the curse of poverty. The curse is threefold, spiritual death, Sickness, poverty, and debt. The redemption is threefold. 
salvation, healing, and he is our Melchizedek. Now, what does that mean, Brother Coburn? Melchizedek is the one that was anointed of God to receive Abraham's tithe. And by receiving that tithe, covenant connected Abraham to God and Melchizedek, who was him, Melchizedek called Abraham possessor of heaven and earth. And he was holding the bread and the wine in his hand when he said it. Covenant, blood, and whoa, hallelujah. Oh, I wish I could get over into that tonight. I may get into a little of it anyway. Amen. That's what love does. Love doesn't leave you in a lurch. Love figures out some way to get your deliverance to you. I mean, if you can't receive it one way, he'll figure out some way to get it to you another. There's at least seven different ways in the New Testament to get healing to you. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, religion comes along and says, yeah, he don't want you to have none of that. And then brainwashed Christians all messed up. They treat God like he doesn't love anybody. That's one of the reasons it's impossible to please God without faith is because without faith, he can't connect to you. And if he can't connect to you without faith, you, you, you can't get to his grace. It is by faith so that it might be by grace to the end the promise might be sure to all the seed. And he wants everybody in that grace. I kept asking him, I said, I need a working definition of grace. I I, I know I've I've looked up the words undeserved favor, and, and that's good. I, 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 that, that's wonderful. But there was just something, I, I don't know, it just, just, I just wasn't satisfied with that. I'm in over a long period of time, and I, he'd answer me a little here and there and show me illustrations, you know, of, of his grace and his favor. And of course, you, you, you can't listen to Jerry Savelle very long without finding something other about grace and favor. Amen? Yes. Glory. So, <laughs> one day, not all that long ago, I just asked him again, just like I had, you know, it, I, it seemed to me like I'd just been pestering him for years. And all of a sudden, he decided to answer me. <laughs> and I was just sitting there, and, 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 you know, and I, and I said, Lord, I, Give me a definition of grace. He said, it is my overwhelming desire to treat you as if sin had never happened. Yeah! (laughs) Now, can you see that's what love does? 
Love is not looking for a way to keep you from getting it. He's looking for a way to get you to get it because he loves you. He loves you more than he loved his life. Amen. And you remember the the commercial with all all the little green people? (laughs) They got green trucks and green uniforms and they clean up everything. You remember that? Do you remember that? Okay. I I just wondered if I was getting through here. Uh, (laughs) And I'm sitting there and you know, that commercial came on glory. Now they're sitting there again. They came on there like it never even happened. I said, Gloria, that's grace. That's grace. Like it never even happened. Grace, grace laid our sins on Jesus. Grace, grace moved and shed his blood. Grace went to hell so we don't have to go where we can live our lives like it never even happened. And when you do sin, repent. Don't spend weeks and weeks and weeks feeling sorry for yourself. Just come right straight to God and say, sir, I did it again. Forgive me. Please. (laughs) And don't say something else that's stupid. Amen. Don't start in now. I look like I was after I'm 80 years old. I'll have better sense than this. Oh, shut up. Amen. That's just your guilt talking. There is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. But you have to walk after the Spirit and not after the flesh. You go right straight to 1 John and you pick that book up. And you, let's open it. To op, open it to 1 John. Well, you already opened it 1 John, didn't you? Well, back up to the first chapter. Verse 7, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another in the blood of Jesus Christ. His son cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just or righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, if you're cleansed from all unrighteousness, what's left? Righteousness. (laughs) Hallelujah. That's where love wants you. Yeah, but I'm just so sorry I did it. Well, you still got it. You ain't repented of that. Oh, I repent. No, you haven't repented until you receive by faith your forgiveness and acknowledge it. I don't care how you feel. I know you feel like a rat. (laughs) But if you'll learn how to walk by faith, you can kill that feeling. Amen. Oh, Brother Copeland, the first thing you know, they'll just all be sinning and confessing and sinning and confessing. So? That's better than sinning and not confessing and sinning and not confessing. (laughs) 
No born again, no born again child of God is looking for a way to sin and get away with it. Yeah, that, that, that's just not in you anymore. You'll learn that in 1 John if you spend some time reading and studying. That you're, you're looking for a way to get out from under it, to break its, break its authority and power in your life. Well, if you really, really, if, if we really, really knew its power and authority has already been broken in our lives, you'd be surprised how weak that thing is because its strength is in the flesh. But your power is in the spirit. Amen. Amen. Now, <laughs> let's, let's, Let's walk through this. Remember now, uh, let, let, let's go ahead and read our text first before we, before we do this. We'll get this on our minds. In the eighth verse of 1 John 4, he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Then come down to the 16th verse. We have known and believed the love that God hath to us. Known and believed it. Now, it's one thing it's one thing to mentally accept it, but it's another thing to trust it. You learn to trust that love. Notice what he said here now. We have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love. He that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect or developed that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as He is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love. Well, of course not. God is love. There's no fear in Him. And He's in us. Perfected love casteth out fear. Don't you remember the Scripture says, stir up the gift that is within us? He has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And you stir up the gift of God, which is love. What happens? It, it flushes that fear out of there because the more you stir it up and the more you feed that love, glory to God, and, and the tide starts rising in there, it gets to the place where fear, there's no room left for fear anymore. Wow. It's gone. Now, now, I want to talk to you about this a little bit. Fear, you, you can have, people do this all the time. People manage fear. People do it all the time. I mean, saved or unsaved, people manage fear. You can have a guy, for instance, that uh, rides big, nasty bulls. Horrible, big, ugly, mean bulls in a rodeo. And now, <laughs> they wear helmets and everything else. It used to be you didn't have none but your head. Right. <laughs> or maybe your hat if it stayed on your head long enough. Or maybe your head come off with the hat on it. <laughs> he has no fear of that animal. 
But then he goes and gets in his truck and he's driving to the next rodeo and he's sitting there worried sick about his finances, his children, his wife, and everything else. Fear is there. He managed it where that bull is concerned and he has not learned to manage it where his own business affairs are concerned. You understand? Worry is fear dependent. It's fear based. So fear, now if you're born again, if you're not born again, your spirit is producing fear. There's a fountain of fear in your unborn again spirit. Now, once you get born again, old things passed away and behold, all things have become new. And now there is no fountain of fear on the inside of you. You have a fountain of love, joy, peace, huh? long suffering, gentleness, goodness, kindness over the fruit of the spirit. You, you have a fountain of faith in there, but you continue to feed fear in there, it'll get in your spirit. And you may be going along. Somebody would, would ask you, you got fear in you right now? No, what are you talking about? We got no fear. When actually you do, it's resident in you because you fed it in there. And if you violate the law of love, fear is there immediately because that's what it feeds on is when you violate the law of love, huh? perfected love casts it out. But the moment that you decide to violate that law and step off that love line, then fear is right there. You start worrying about stuff and that kind of thing. Now, Instead of managing fear, when you are determined to walk in the commandment of love and you put that up first place in your life, not by your feelings, but the simple fact that the commander in chief has commanded us to do it. And we are soldiers in the army of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. So once you come to that place, and you really realize who you are and you begin to not only know, but believe that love. You trust that love. He loves me. He loves me. He's not trying to hurt me. He's doing everything he can to get me to listen to him where I can stay out of trouble. I didn't know anything about the Lord till I saw Sister Gloria when I was uh, almost 30 years old. And I was in my kitchen all by myself. Uh, Brad worked a lot. And I was surfing through the channel, saw Sister Gloria, and she just pointed, said, you need to make Jesus the Lord of your life. And I said, I don't even know what that means. She said, pray this prayer. And so I prayed the prayer with her. And she said, now you need to get a Bible and you need to study that Bible. And just literally for years, that was our church six days a week, it brought us out of this place of having no hope into realizing that there was a God and He was there for us. We lived on a dirt road and 
We had just gotten married. We really had nothing at the point. And we watched God's spiritual laws start to work for us. And that partnership with KCM is what brought us into that place because Brother and Sister Copeland, they just teach the word. They teach the truth. And we never heard that. So we started applying those spiritual laws, trying to be obedient to what God had said about giving. And the first year we were astounded at what increase we had in our life. We were going to the 30 days of glory. And the Lord put in my heart to sow quite a substantial seed to Brother Sister Copeland, um, about $25,000. They were building their home at the time. We didn't have $25,000 at the time. We, we actually only had $400 in our bank account. We were sitting in a service and the Holy Spirit spoke to us and he said, so $3,500. And Brad's family, he was in the grocery business. He would collect bad checks. And so he was adamant about not sewing a bad check. Yeah, I can't, I can't write a bad check. I used to collect bad checks, you know, and especially if we're going to write a bad check to the ministry. Yeah, exactly. Come on. <laughs> of all people and, to and write and a so check. So I'm looking at her going, this, there's, are we sure we're hearing, you know, because it went against every fiber of my being. I wouldn't instruct anybody to do that. No. <laughs> you know, that's, you really got to know and you know her that, that that's what you're supposed to do. Well, Sister Billy was on the platform that night. She said, you know what? Tonight, we're gonna bring our offering up to the platform. Literally, we were on our way up and Sister Gloria was walking straight towards us. And we got to put this check directly into her hand and thank her for what she's done for our family. And we just said, God, please put this in your hands because we don't understand, but we know we felt led to do this. So by faith, we made this move. You know, it's nice to say we were walking in faith, but the whole time I'm like, Lord, how are we gonna cover that check? 10 days afterwards, he calls me. He said, I'm coming home with a $35,000 bonus. And we put that money in the bank account. And the very next day, the check cashed for KCM. We've always been taught the 10th, so we took 3,500. And this time the Lord had us distribute it to about 10 ministries that we partnered with, including KCM again. And this time it fired me up because you know, we sold the 3,500 and then we got the 35,000, which is tenfold. But I was going for the hundredfold and we weren't gonna just take 10. We thought, okay, God's doing something here. And we really wanted to pay off that house. So I had an island much like this kitchen and I would do my Jericho march while my kids were sleeping. Every day I would march the kitchen and praise God. In two months, he called me and he said, you won't believe what happened. And I said, what? He said, I'm bringing home a check for $333,000. Not only did we pay off our house, but we got to sow that $25,000 seed into Brother and Sister Copeland and into their home. 50,000 ministers quit a year simply because they're exhausted and weary. And the Lord put into our heart to have a place for ministers to come. So we had the opportunity to have an additional home and we made it our ministry facility. And we give it free of charge to anyone who wants to come, who is in ministry, missionary, whatever the case may be, pastors. There are such anointed people out there that just need a place. God blessed us with this amazing place on 12 acres of land and people can come and just truly take a breath and be with God. Sometimes the things the Lord tells you just don't make sense. They just don't. But if you move in faith, God meets you there. We're honored to be partners, truly.
it is a privilege to watch this um, through the years, watch all they've done, all the lives they've touched, and to be a part of it, it's a great honor. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And remember, Jesus is Lord.